Super Talk Mississippi media production. One thing that I, I believe as I welcome you in to Thunder and Lightning post game live here on Spotify Live, your first instinct is usually the correct one. My first instinct back in the summer that was was that Kentucky was going to win this game. I changed my mind based on the performance of the last couple of weeks. I should have just stuck with that. Always trust your first instinct, instinct guys. It's usually correct. Uh, but Mississippi State Falls 27-17. Such a weird uh, thing to talk about in that we go back three weeks ago, right? And we, we, we were, I think we were all in agreement that in this three-game stretch of, of, Arkansas, of A&M, Arkansas, and Kentucky, State had to be, absolutely 100% had to be 2-1. Uh, and one. Had to be 2-1. and one. Two and one, you're doing great. You're fine. Everything's in front of you that you want to have. But then you win the first two and you get greedy. And you're like, oh, now we need to be three and oh. And so you go two and one. But the way that you were two and one, it it just doesn't sit right with anybody. You beat Arkansas without KJ Jefferson, which people are going to point to right or wrong, especially with the way that Arkansas looked today with KJ Jefferson. Um, You beat A&M, who they're not very good, but we'll see what happens now that they come back from this bye. And then you go on the road to, to Kentucky, and then you just lay an egg. You just lay an egg. There, there's no other way around it. It was a really bad performance in all three phases of the game. Um, you can point to something in every phase of the game that was bad. Offensively, you only have 225 yards. State's last three trips to, to Kentucky have been absolute offensive nightmares. You'll remember 2018 going up there with Moorhead and, and not being able to do anything offensively, and the penalties were very reminiscent of tonight. Two years ago, of course, Leach doesn't score a touchdown for the, like the first time in his coaching career. And then you have tonight, 225 yards of offense. State goes back to the old air raid, only 22 rushing yards, only 20, 10 attempts running the football. Rodgers, just not good enough, 25 of 37 for only 203 yards. He threw a late pick that sealed everything up. And then defensively, we talked all week, all week. Kentucky's offensive line is so weak. It's so weak. Well, they found they found their mojo tonight. 239 yards rushing. Rodriguez had 196 of that. And they only give up one sack. Despite the fact that I thought Arnett was pretty aggressive at times. But uh, just some blown coverages, some untimely penalties. Just a mess. Just an absolute mess. And now your reward is you get to go to Alabama when they're going to be absolutely out for blood uh, next week. So, all right, no point in waiting around. Let's jump right into it. Looks like our first one's Rob Hadaway. Then Starthak Sharma, you're after him. Rob, what's up, man? Hello, Brian. Hey, Rob. I'm sitting in a very dark room right now. <laughs> Probably in a very dark place. A very dark place. Yes. Do you think... You think it was Peter Sermon or Joe Moorhead that 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 got us cursed in Lexington more? Well, Sermon was first, right? I mean, sixteen. Uh, the way that game ended, I mean, this is four straight losses in Lexington. Yeah, but part of that stated one, I think, uh, five straight in Lexington. Yeah, uh, well, you know, I, I went to seven straight there and went five and two in those, and we're one and four since. Not bad. Well, did you go to any of those one out of those of those next five? No, no. What do you? Well, now wait a minute. Why are we blaming other people, Rob? I'm not, You're the reason they're not winning. No, no. I think we're way past that. <laughs> I, I think I think it's Sermon. He's on to something. Our defense has looked bad in all of these games. 
Well, you say that, but I mean, the, but but on the other side of that, the offense has looked bad, and all when you can't games. move the football, when you have two hundred yards of offense, I mean, twenty seven points in this day and age of college football is not a ton to give up. It I, really I wanna, isn't a ton ton to give up. I want to point out one one statistic that I, I I think sums up this entire game today. Sure, Kentucky held the ball for thirty nine minutes and twenty two seconds. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. That's it. You cannot score if you cannot get the ball, and we right. Uh, you can, but you better be. You have to be a big play offense, yeah. which this team is not. You can. You know, if you're a team that can, uh, can get 40, 50 yard chunk plays, you don't have to hold the ball a long time. But not this team. God bless Emmanuel Forbes for giving us ninety seconds of fun in this. In this game. Yeah, it is what it is. That was to, to be excited about. And we had we had that moment pick too. I mean, it just caught it in stride and yeah. scored before anybody knew what had happened. That was just yeah, just but oh my it god, it was so. All right, Rob, thanks, man. All right, let's go to uh, Sartak, and then after him, it looks like Tyler Hydrick will be up. Hey, Brian. Uh, Sartak, are you yes, there? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I'm good. What's up, man? Do you think that outside of Emmanuel Forbes, the rest of our defense is highly suspect, especially given that we had the ability and the chance to play uh, the last two SEC games against teams that were missing arguably their best player? So now that we played one with everybody in, didn't do so well. I don't know about highly suspect. Again, sort of what Rob just, just pointed out, that offensively, I mean, when you when when your offense can't do anything, eventually the defense is going to break. That's what happened against LSU, and that's what happened. Uh, that's what happened here tonight. That, that there's only so much the defense can be on the field before they're just going to give up some yards and points, and that's what happened. You know, more than night. That's not to say the defense played well. They should have played much better, but at the same time, the defense scored seven points tonight, and. I mean, they 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 only they, what was the score going into the fourth quarter? It was thirteen to ten. I mean, that that's about as good a position as you could hope to be in. And then you give up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter when your defense is just worn out, and the only points you got in the fourth quarter were from your defense. So this was one of those things that, and this happened a, a good bit last year. People like to blame Arnett and the defense for a lot of times. I know the Egg Bowl was a good example. People were like, "Oh, we gave up thirty-one points." I'm like. State had six points in that game with eight minutes to go, and people want to blame the defense. I, I can't I, I, look. The defense didn't play great. They didn't. They didn't cover themselves in glory. But this game is. You had two hundred and twenty-five yards of offense. Yeah. A week after you rushed for one hundred and seventy-three yards, tonight you rushed for twenty-two. And Brian, that, that's uh, where the game is lost. If you look at like the two offenses possessions in the in the fourth quarter they were the bad air raid of the check down and nothing check down yeah yeah just not, nothing available to you and then when the one time rogers tried to go down the field he threw a, a bad interception so just awful awful hey, we got awful we got game. a good question in the chat and it, it might ahead. as well ask it because it's coming multiple times if mm-hmm. we finish seven and five <laughs> with an elegant loss what happens I mean, Mike Leach coaches 2023. There's no, he's not going to get in three years, especially after a bowl season. But I mean, at that point, you just need to just accept the fact that it's not, it's probably not going to happen under him. He, he needs to win eight this year. 
eight is a, is a game improvement. And at this point, eight would mean winning the Egg Bowl because you're not beating Alabama or Georgia. You still should feel like you're going to beat Auburn, although I do fear Auburn is going to make a coaching change this week. And the way interim coaches around the country have been winning, I'm, I'm sure State will find a way to continue that trend. But let's assume tank, they don't. A tank is better than Chris Rock. I agree. I agree. So, but Auburn's, well, I mean, I say Auburn's offensive line is bad, but I thought Kentucky's was too. Um, but if, if they're seven and four going into the Egg Bowl, they have to find a way to win that. I mean, it's not even being seven and five, and it's three straight Egg Bowl losses. That's just, it doesn't really matter what your record is. So he could have been, you know, eight and four, nine and three, 10 and two, and people would be like, gosh, how much better could. You know, if you're ten and one going into the Egg Bowl and you lose it, nobody's going to look at that and say, "Oh, well, still ten and two, great season." I mean, do we do we look back at 2014 and say, "Oh, great season"? No, we, we all look back and we're like, "Gosh, they blew it at the end." So losing the Egg Bowl is just not something that's acceptable here at Mississippi State. It's just not going to fly. He'll get another year, and then next year he really needs to. You know, he's got eight home games next year. You replace Georgia with South Carolina. None of your none of your non-conference games are the kind that really, really scare you. I mean, you, you have Arizona come in, but that's in Starkville. You should feel good about that. You better win eight. You better win nine games the next year. You better. If you don't, I don't know what I don't know what you're doing then. I don't know what you're paying him for at that point. So all right, we're gonna go to Tyler Hydrick and then Scott Neighbors. You're up next. Well, Brian, I'm, uh, yes. first off, I appreciate you getting my last name right because you're one of the few who does that. How else would you pronounce it? <laughs> oh, you'd be amazing. But, I guess I would. I mean, my last name is Haydad, man. I've heard it all. So. Yeah. Hendrix, Hendrix. I mean, they. there's thousands of ways. There's no end. Like, there's no end in it. It's <laughs> not going to be Hendrix. I'm right there with you. I agree. But right. So, anyway, I'm similar to Rob. I'm sitting in a dark room. Had my last drink tonight, a bowl of ice cream. I mean, I'm, I'm drowning in it right now, plus it's raining outside. So in the short time that I've had to reflect, you know, I've, I've been mad at the offense, mad at the defense. Have no idea why Archer Trafford was the one punting in the short situations and Georgeopolis is the one punting in the long situations when it hasn't been that way all year. But irregardless of all that, I could be mad at all of them. The only person I'm mad at tonight is me for having hope in Mississippi State. Well, you should have known better, Tyler. I mean, after how old are you, Tyler? 31. Uh, I mean, you've had more hope than I, I have. I was about to say, he's, had, he's a, had it easy. Ryan and I have packed a lot more despair into our lives than a, than a 30-year-old. There's so many of those guys who like grew up in the Mullen era, and they're like, they don't know what it's like. They don't. You guys don't know what it's like to go, you know, to be a legit – three and nine team or my, to go through my one earliest, and ten. My earliest memories are of Sylvester Croom, which, I mean, we started yeah. off pretty dark. There yeah, you go. Yeah. That's not great. Yeah, yeah. That's but, bad. Yeah. I mean, Ryan and I, we would have been, what, 12 when State went one and ten? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, my God. So, Tyler, appreciate you, you, you calling in, man. We appreciate it. Uh, let's go next to Scott Neighbors and our old friend Kevis Wright will join us. Hey, Brian. Um, What's going on, Scott? I just had a few observations and two questions tonight. Um, sure. First observation was it seemed like Kentucky's game plan was 
run the ball, run the ball, throw up a prayer and hope that we run into each other or hold on another pass play again. And it just worked the entire night for whatever reason. The other thing is what is our, what is our strength on offense and defense? Because the last few weeks it seemed like our strength was becoming running the ball, being more balanced. And then our defense was able to wrap up, you know, a chain for A and M, who I consider to be one of the better running backs. I didn't think Sanders for Arkansas was able to really get much going last week, and then Kentucky literally rode Rodriguez the entire night, and then it was like we'd never been able to stop the run before. And I mean, yeah. he just over and over. So my question is, where do you see what is our actual strength as a football team right now? And number two. Um, let's see, what is our strength as a football team? And then my second question is, are we going to continue to say, you know, well, I still don't think we've played up to our potential under Mike Leach because the last two weeks now look a little muddied by the people that didn't play for those teams in how we performed tonight. And I get it was home versus on the road, right? but at the same time, they were without key players, and we, you know, essentially looked really good. And we, we all said, well, we still don't think that we played as good as we can. So when do you think that, that we're going to get a glimpse of, okay, that might be as good as we can play, or are we going to continue to kind of get close and get close and then fall back again? Right. All right, thanks for the, uh, the question, Scott. I appreciate it. To answer the first one, what is state strength? That's a good question. And before tonight – I would have said state strength is is being balanced on offense and, and being good on both sides of the, uh, you know the offensive game plan. They can throw and they can pass, but then they get limited like tonight, and you wonder. And then the other side of that, I would have said, what is state strength uh, defensively? And I would have said stopping the run, but then they get blown up tonight, and it makes you wonder. I think state strength defensively at this point is creating turnovers. They created two tonight. Um, so they, they, they give themselves some extra opportunities there. State strength offensively is still being balanced, but they didn't do it tonight. They got away from their strength for whatever reason. They really reverted back to the, to the kind of offense we saw in 2020 and in early 2021 before State. A year, it was a year ago against Kentucky that State started running the ball more and adding more to the, the offense through the, the ground game. They completely got away from that uh, tonight. As far as the second question of when are we going to see the best of this team, I don't know the answer to that. You know, and it, it feels like if we ever do see it, they could, like if State plays its best game in all three phases, I mean, they could be in these games with Alabama and Georgia and have a chance to win them. I feel like that's the case, but especially on the road thus far, the State has just not looked good on the road. They did against, they were okay against Arizona, but they, they had some, some ups and downs in that game. Against LSU and against Kentucky, I mean, they just state's gotten pushed around in those games. They really have. So, and and that brings up. I don't uh, know when we're going to see the best of this team. And that brings know. up a good question that Andrew Miller had: How okay. is the O line this bad against more than three rushers? I know losing Sharp is a big blow, but we saw it again against LSU. If they don't drop eight, we can't block. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And look, I'll, I'll say this. And first off, losing Sharp is a huge, huge blow. That guy's your best offensive lineman. 
I, I, if, if we're going to have offensive line problems, I'd rather have offensive line problems because they're blitzing and they're showing a lot of different looks and they're bringing five, four or five out of six at a time than it was two years ago when you couldn't block three. That's embarrassing and can't happen. you, you got to be able to block three. So you seem to have taken care of that. Tonight and against LSU, though, this is the game planning to Mississippi State. And if you listen to my interview with Cole Kublik, I did, he, he lined it up perfectly. This is how teams are going to attack Mississippi State going forward. The, 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 we're not going to see any more rush three, drop eight. We're going to see bring pressure, Rodgers can't handle it. And, and that I mean, that, that's just the truth. The, and it, it's nothing against Will. That's just what the film shows us against LSU and against Kentucky. They brought pressure. They rushed extra men. And they took their chances. And I mean, if you go back, I'm sure we can go back. If you watch the game broadcast, they went on and on about uh, and Mike Leach always says somebody's open. I guarantee if we could sit down and watch the film, somebody was open a lot tonight, but Rogers just couldn't get them the ball. So that's what teams are going to do. I mean, what do you think Alabama's going to do next week with Will Anderson? They're just they're going to bring pressure almost every play. Uh, George is going to do the same. Auburn can do that. Derek Hall and Chandler Wooten, those are good pass rushers. They can bring some pressure. Ole Miss, they're going to bring pressure. And so State has to find ways to do that. The easiest way to do it is be able to run the football a little bit. You know, go into that two-back set so you're not just blocking five on six and, and give yourself an extra blocker in there and try to do some things that way. We'll see if State can go back. State's best – Offensive performance was happening before Sharp hurt, got hurt when State was running that two-back set. And when they got when Sharp got hurt, they went away from that for whatever reason, and it just it just got away from them. So, all right, let's go to Kevis Wright, and then Stephen Norris is up. How are you? What's up, Kevis? Well, unlike uh, the previous callers sitting in dark rooms, I'm actually sitting in my house with all the lights on. <laughs> I understand. But uh, I, I know uh, I, I, I was going to ask a question uh, about the offensive line, but I think somebody already asked it. So I'm going to switch to a different question. Okay. Uh, do you think we can just move on to just one punter and, and that would be Archer Trafford? Because George, man, I, I, I can't shank a punt four yards. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that but, was – I know you, you didn't use Ben Rayburn and all, and Massimo Biscardi did a lot of the kicking tonight. You think we could just handle one punter and just go with Archer Trafford? I, I mean, I I know they like to – thanks for the call, Kivas. I, I know they like to use them situationally. We had a caller just mention that. I forget who said it. But one of them was more the long punter, and one of them was more like the try-to-pooch punter. But, yeah, a four-yard punt should, should you know – that's a bit. That's a big. That's a big no-no. I don't know how you overcome that. So, uh, Archer's punt punted well this year, but Georgopoulos had punted well prior to tonight. So maybe you just chalk it up as one. I mean, he had a bad punt. You know, guys drop passes. They don't. They don't have to sit on the bench. Will Rogers throws interceptions. He doesn't sit on the bench. So my guess is Georgopoulos still has a role to play this year. You know, it is odd. That I don't know a lot of teams that rotate punters like that, but it just kind of is what it is. All right, let's go to Stephen Norris, then John Burnett, you're up after him. Hey, Brian, it's Stephen. Uh, What's going on, man? Man, uh, I, I've been better, but, uh, you know, as a state fan, you know, we've been a heck of a lot worse. You know, uh, 
But, uh, hey, I know you're a lot closer to Brandon Walker than uh, than I am. He straight up uh, said, uh, whatever, Kentucky, wait till basketball season. You think you like, <laughs> Did he really you say can, that? Do you think, like, you can, like, text him and tell him to delete that, please? I will. I will do. As soon as this show is over, I will tell him that he is an idiot. I promise. Thank you. I, I not not the best of call on his part, but no, uh, I would. You know, look, looking forward to baseball season. Uh, you know, basketball season is going to be fun. But uh, you know, go dogs. Season ain't over. We got a long way to go. All right, Stephen. Thank you, man. As far as uh, as basketball and baseball goes, yeah, we'll see how that goes. We're just gonna we're just gonna take those games I, one I'm game trying at a time. To, I'm trying to find this tweet by Brandon Walker. That wow! That if you find so it, please reply to it yes, as I, well, Ryan. You need, I, I will. Yeah, you need to say something to him. All right, let's go to uh, John Burnett and then Josh Watson. You're up after him. John, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? I can. Go ahead, man. Good. Um, I realize that it's different playing on the road versus at home, but we look like two completely different teams when we play at home versus on the road. LSU was a dumpster fire. Tonight was atrocious. Uh, Arizona, we won that game, but that wasn't anything to write home about because Arizona is awful. So I don't, I don't know what the deal is, um, but – I feel like they need to get some change, something, maybe the routine, do something different for these road games. I don't know. What do you think? Well, we're, we're going to, first off, John, thanks for the call. I'm going to file this one under the Rick Ray rule. If I knew I'd make more money. I, Cause I don't, I don't know the answer. I mean, I don't know if it's will, you know, does will getting rattled. You would think a quarterback at this point who's played in every stadium in the sec West at this point, would not be, you know, you just think it wouldn't be that big a deal to him. You know, it's just another road game. Uh, but he, he plays like a different quarterback on the road. Uh, State does not do a good job of getting its running backs involved in the two losses this year. They, they just have not done that. And I think I think that's really a telltale sign, right? It feels like that's something you should be able to point out and say, hey, why are they not, you know, this is one of the problems. You know, I know Will has the ability to check in and out of plays, but at the same time, if you're Mike Leach, I feel like you should have the ability to say, look, we're calling a run here, and don't check out of it. You know, if I see something I don't like, I'll call timeout. Or I'll yell at you to check out of the play. But as it is, just run the play. Um, and, you know, like I said, I don't know all the ins and outs and the intricacies of, of the of the offense and all that. I just feel like two weeks in a row you rush the ball very successfully. Tonight you only rush it ten times. Um and, and you lose by ten. I feel like I feel like there's a connection there. Uh, I don't feel like I'm I'm speaking out of school when I say that. Hey, we've got a question about sort of what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Why did Dylan Johnson just disappear? And then the second question: uh, Our corn, our defensive backs, they were really bad tonight covering. Mm-hmm. What is the deal? I, I think with Dylan Johnson, I mean, they just didn't have a lot of possessions, and so you know they rotate those guys and. Mark's had a couple straight possessions. And I don't know if it's, you know, down and distance determine who's coming in or, or what, or, or what kind of, of plays they want to run determines what. He did disappear for a bit. It wasn't an injury issue, obviously, because he came back later in the game. But again, you know, 
State wasn't doing anything in a run game to begin with, so it, it doesn't really matter. What was the other? What was the second question about the secondary? Yeah, the secondary why, did a horrible job covering. What's the deal? I think that they were just caught off guard. Uh, I think they expect when when you blitz, when you blitz like State does, you know, you're putting your second, you're asking your secondary to cover, and they were put in some one on one situations and they didn't do it. The last couple of weeks, they've been at State's been able to get to the quarterback more, and so it doesn't look as bad, but. Sort of the same thing I talked about offense. There's always somebody open. When you watch State play defensively, there's always guys open. It's just a question of can you get back to the quarterback and flush him, make him make a bad throw. But tonight they weren't able to do that. Give Levis credit. I mean, I, I still don't. The, the Levis is the, a first-round pick stuff. I still don't see that. But played in the pocket, took some big hits, came back. You know, When he got injured, I knew. When he got injured, I knew that Kentucky was going to win the game. I was like, this guy's going to come back in here and throw for a couple touchdowns or something. But that 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 that's going to motivate him. He's he's not going to come out of the game. So, well, so the the secondary. I mean, outside of Forbes, you know, I thought I thought DeCameron Richardson was going to have a good game tonight. He had a terrible game. He was awful. Uh, you had those. You had five defensive holdings and a pass interference called against you. Just a bad night. Just a bad night. We'll see. Josh Watson's up, and then Raleigh Caden hit. Hey, Josh. A reminder, uh, tonight's Mississippi State game is brought to you by Whiskey, uh, as are most. A, a, a long-time sponsor of, of <laughs> long the football program. Time, Man, there's nothing like uh, reality just loading up the right hand with baby powder and smacking you right in the face, huh? Um, that was just – I mean, it's. I feel like it's. You know, we're. You know, we're broken record in it with the uh, LSU game. Kind of the same stuff. State beating state, and mm-hmm. just not being able to get anything going. And one thing I've kind of noticed now, and you know, you may be able to kind of shed some light on this. It seems like if this offense does not get off to a hot start, or if they don't have things clicking after the first quarter, then it's just not going to happen. They're just. They're not going to get rolling, and then the timing gets thrown off, and then you end up with, like, at the end of the game where we're trying to run – we should be trying to run a fast pace offense, but we're letting the play clock run down to, you know, four seconds when we're down two scores with three and three minutes. So, I mean, it seems like if they don't get off to a hot start, this cannot get anything going. Well, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, and it's definitely been that way this year, Josh. Thanks for the uh, the call. But then, you know, you think back to last year, and State was down 28-3 to Auburn and came back and scored 40 straight, uh, straight, 40 straight points. So I, I don't know if that's the case or not. You know, I, I do think that this team likes to get off to a good start. But last year, I mean, they, they got off to slow starts in a bunch of games. They trailed against uh, Texas A&M last year. They trailed against Kentucky a year ago and were able to come back in those games. So, I, I don't know if it's if it's just the the slow start. Now, this year has been a year where they've gotten off to good starts, but this tonight they weren't able to. I mean, against LSU, they were up seven nothing. They were up thirteen nothing in that game against LSU. Do you think? But, do you think maybe in what he's saying, if Will Rogers is off, and you could see it from mm-hmm. the beginning, it was just like mm-hmm. LSU. You're in for a bad night. Well, I said that. Right after the LSU game, that was one of the things that are true. That state state's not good enough to overcome a bad night from the quarterback position. That this the, this team just can't do that. They're, you're you're not going to wake up on Sunday and find out the state won with with defense in the running game. 
They're not gonna they're not gonna grind out a 17-13 win on a night where Rodgers completes 60% of his passes for 225 yards and a touchdown. It's just not gonna happen. He's he's got to be at 300 yards. He's got to throw for two or three, four touchdowns. It's just that's just that when you run an air raid system, that that just has to be that way. So uh, we're gonna go to Raleigh Cadenhead, and then my cousin John Augustinelli is in the chat. We'll go to him after that. Raleigh, are you there? Hey, Brian. <coughs> What's going on, man? You're gonna have to forgive me for uh, coughing and sniffling my nose because I'm absolutely sick of this crap. If uh, anybody who's gonna forgive somebody for coughing and sniffling, it's me. <laughs> I got some of the worst on history. Dude, at what point do we just have to sit down and realize that the pass rush this season might not be that good? I mean, it, it really just seems like one of those things where we get home every once in a while, but there's been so many times when it's either a slip tackle, an arm tackle or something, we just we can't get home on the quarterback when we're rushing, and then that leads to the big plays down the field. Defensively, as far as the pass rush goes, Raleigh, this team really whipped in the transfer portal. I I think that, you know, obviously the the people people talked about left tackle. You wanted to go out and get an offensive lineman. Uh, And they got LaSoya, who's been good. But I think the biggest whiff was not getting an an elite or as best you can a pass rusher. Ole Miss went out and got a couple of guys that can rush the passer. State, that's, that should have been State's one of their top priorities. I know we put a lot of eggs in the Jordan Davis basket, but he hasn't delivered. Just has not delivered. Same with DeMonte Russell. I mean, just he just has not delivered. That's got to be State's absolute number one priority. As far as tackling goes, I thought before tonight, tackling had been really good, but Rodriguez made them – I mean, they just made them look bad. One guy made them look really, really bad, and that's just how it went. Uh, all right, let's go to my cousin John, and then the champ, Big Swole Justin Cole, will join us. Hey, cuz. Hey, man. First What's of all, I want to say thank you for pronouncing my last name right. It is always <laughs> if anybody's pronounced. gonna, it's gonna be me, baby. You know, good gracious. And I'm gonna say this: when you when you have almost as many penalties as you do points, it's gonna be a bad night. I don't care what the quarterback is <laughs> doing. You're I mean, right. the dead ball penalties for this team is starting to be not just a problem. It's going to be a season killer if we can't straighten it up over this next, you know, last last few games that we have here. Yeah. And the, and the last thing I got to say is if I ever, ever see that script state on a Mississippi State helmet again, You're out. I want that to go in the closet with those black damn jerseys that we used to wear <laughs> that we couldn't win a game in. Don't ever want to see it again, cuz. I don't care how much you love it. Yeah, it, t- it took a blow tonight. Thanks, John, man. I appreciate yep. it, man. I'll talk to you later. Uh, I do hate that. That I, I, as, as that, that was one thing I thought about during the game. I was like, well, they're so much for my, my, my marketing plan. <laughs> so much for that, guys. Oh, well. Uh, all right, let's go to the champ, Big Swole Justin Cole. Then we'll go back to Kivas Wright. Unmute, Justin. Oh, come on now. Come on, champ. Look at the bottom left, red button. Finally got it. There he is. There we are. There we go. Sorry, driving home from a show tonight. I got you. Did you win? 
Oh, of course. There we go. There we go. And still. That's right. So my biggest thing is tonight, I just kind of wanted to bounce it off of you a little bit is, you know, every time you ask Mike Leach a question about, you know, what can we do better, it's being consistent. It seems like, you know, when we're at home, we can be a little bit more consistent. But anytime we get on the road, things just unravel. And it's one thing after another, whether it's somebody getting hurt or I'm sure that takes us off our consistencies. But, you know, the penalties have got to be a big issue to that. And then not running the ball, that's what's been helping us. How come we can't stay consistent with doing what's working? I, this, that's, I mean, it bothers me when, when coaches say things like that. Like, we need to be more consistent. Well, that, that, that's, that's like, you know, kind of a parent saying because I said so kind of thing, right? It's like, tell me why you're not consistent. And, you know, especially with the, the running game, it just drives me crazy. Because sometimes it's just as simple. And I used to have this problem with Moorhead, too. Moorhead would get up there and tell you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, you could just call a running play. You could just say, on this play, we're going to hand the ball off. And that's all I want to hear about it. I don't want to have a discussion. I just want to see you hand the ball off. You can't, State can't get – two. what, three of these, run, of these running plays tonight are – we got a team, which I'm not sure what that is. Uh, oh, okay. I do know the, the team is uh, Will Rogers taking a knee at the end of the first half, and then Rogers is sacked twice. So you have two carries for him. So Johnson has two carries for sixteen yards. That's eight yards a carry for the record. And then Marks has five carries for fourteen yards. Not great, but that's seven carries from your running backs. Last weekend you rushed for one hundred and seventy-three yards. So part of having more consistency. It's just doing things more consistently. You know, you run, you run, you can't run the ball like the way you did against Arkansas and the way you did against Texas A&M, and then you just expect to, in the game against Kentucky, not run the ball and have success. And you can't. It's not like you're down big the whole game, right? It's a three-point game going into the fourth quarter. So why, why are you not able to run the football there? That doesn't make any sense to me. What Kentucky was doing defensively doesn't strike me as it, it eliminated the running game from the uh, the, the playbook. I, I don't buy into that. I don't buy into that for one second. All right, let's go to Kivas right. Brad Haynes is the only one left. If there's nobody after him, we'll call it or not. Kivas, you're there. Okay, I got it now. Sorry about that. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, I, I just thought that, and you just, and I think you just mentioned it. So, I guess another question that has already been asked. As far as running the football, I mean, like I said, 10, 10, 10 carries, that's, of course, not enough. I wonder why we haven't been doing the, uh, the pitching to the outside, you know, try to get some outside leverage, you know, instead of just running inside, you know, a whole, you know, basically, I wouldn't say every time, but the majority of them. Yeah, uh, and, and that the little toss pitch that sometimes it's a uh, sometimes it's a pass, sometimes it's a run. I don't know how to to you know how how they run it, but the the run game, even the past couple weeks when it's been successful, hasn't been the most uh, innovative. Which I don't have a problem with when when you're running with for 150 yards a game, you just run the ball up the middle all you want. But yeah, that little pitch play that State likes, I know they like it. But they've gotten away from it. And that shovel pass that was so successful last week, 
They only ran it once this week. And, and maybe, again, that's a down and distance thing or a personnel thing. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But it, it does. It, it always one of those things that gets you as a fan when something is successful and then you don't go back to it. Drives me crazy. So I, I don't know, man. All right, let's go to Brad Haynes, and we got a couple of more uh, in here. Caleb Rhodes will be up after him. Brad, are you there? Hey, Brian, what's going on, bud? Can you hear me? I can. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to watch a lot of the first half. We're down here. I'm coaching a baseball game down here this weekend, so I got to see a little bit of the second half. And I was going to touch on the runs, but everybody's done that. That's just criminal to uh, give DJ two carries. But two things – talking back and forth texting with charlie winfield and he gave me two numbers it just blew my mind kentucky was nine for nine with 194 yards passing on third down tonight and they're they opened the game their shortest drive that didn't end in points was 10 plays they went on 10 11 and 10 play drives that didn't end in points and mm-hmm. that wasn't a score, you know. But when you can't get off the field and they got the ball for 40 minutes and they're nine for nine for 194 yards on third down, yeah, we need mm-hmm. to do more offensively, but we're getting more out on defense. You just can't get a stop. But I, I, that blew my mind when he said that, nine for nine for 194 on third down. I mean, that, that's a good stat to lose by. I mean, you're going to lose almost every time when you allow a team to do that. I mean, that, that's just that's just that's just bad. That's just bad defense there. I mean, you, you, to not be able to get a stop on on, on third down, that's it's just rough. Kentucky on the night for on third downs, they were only six of fifteen, but they, I think at least in two of those were third and ten plus, maybe three, were third and ten plus. I remember. I mean, the one of them is ends in a fumble. So they was third and seventeen. They convert, but Colin Duncan gets the fumble. Uh, they had at least two others that were third and ten plus, and then of course you. That's not counting the penalties. At least two of those occurred on third down. So, just rough. All right, we got two more. We'll go to Caleb Rhodes. Then we'll do Sartak Sharma. He'll come back, and after that, we'll call it a night. Caleb, go ahead, man. What's up, Brian? What's up, man? How are you? I'm all right. Going to bring some positivity into the chat. Let's do it. Emmanuel Forbes. That's all. Okay. Well, thanks for the call, Caleb. I appreciate it. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, Forbes is a good player, great player. Five pick sixes in his career. Uh, he's, he's one of the best cornerbacks in the country and will play. he'll have a long career in the NFL. I, somebody told me a very interesting, maybe your brother, Ryan, that no one, there has never been a first-round draft choice under 175 pounds. Yeah, yeah. And and Forbes, Forbes is currently at 168. So and he, and we'll he see tied, how that goes. But he's... He tied the SEC uh, pick six yeah, record. Yeah, pick tonight. six record tonight. So, I mean, great player. You see the, his electricity when he when he gets the ball in his hands. He can do so much. I I still wonder three years now why they never gave him an opportunity to return kicks, to return punts. I think he'd be really good at it. But good player, great player. All right, last one is going to be uh, Sartak Sharma. Drew, we'll do Drew Massey, and that, that's going to be it though. I'm, I'm going to call it a night at that point. Sartak, you're back with us. Thanks. I uh, hate to almost end the night with a little negativity here, but... Um, That'll be all right. Do you think that with everything that we've seen tonight, we might lose to Bama by 50? 
You know what's funny is State could have won the game tonight, could have played great, could have played exactly the way I kind of envisioned it on Friday, and I still probably would have picked State to lose by 35-plus to Alabama just because Leach has had no success against them thus far. Um, that being said, yes, it, it you you can feel pretty good about putting your money on Alabama to cover regardless of what the line is in this one because it's not going to be a 50-point line, but – you combine the the way State played tonight, the way State has played on the road this year, the way State has played against Alabama for the last four games. State hasn't scored a touchdown against Alabama since I think Deronia Wilson scored in 2014 in the fourth quarter and made it 25-20. So 16, 18, 20. I think State has three points total, if I'm correct, the last three trips to Tuscaloosa. So, yeah, bet, bet on the tide. You can have a nice Christmas. Over gift. under on right, Drew Will, over under on Will Anderson sacks. What would you say right now? Three and a half. Three and a half. This is my is your is your your number. Bet accordingly. I would take the over. Drew Massey, and then I was gonna finish, but when Stephen Augustinelli shows up, I gotta get my cousin in. So Drew, go ahead. Understand. Hey Brian, can you hear me good now? Yes, you were good to go, man. What's up? All right. So, question: Just sitting here thinking uh, through the the perplexities of this uh, this offense and the difficulties. Yeah. Apparently, uh, what what is the difference? Uh, because I'll get this at church tomorrow. So, what is the big difference in between the offense and the productivity that we have? With Will Rogers being at the helm, which I'm I'm fine with. I mean, he's he's the guy right now. The we've seen of the best one that we have in our stable. Well, what is it mm-hmm. with the way that Kiffin can take two complete different quarterbacks to a degree and have so mm-hmm. much success with them in such a small amount of time that his playbook is supposedly larger his offense is supposedly more complex and yet everybody gets off on i mean i'm tired of seeing the little you know deals teaching this little note napkin everybody just gets enamored with what what is the deal where where we're lacking what is it because it can't be the defense tonight defense was on the field way too long and, and all that but comparatively Ole Miss's defense compared to ours the last few years it's been relatively somewhat close if we're not better a bump above right so what is the 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 defense? What is the difference there, other than just someone saying tomorrow or like message boards today? Leach is, I mean, uh, Kiffin is better than Leach all around. What what, in your opinion, is the difference there that we're lacking on? All right. Well, thanks, Drew, for the question. I think first off, you mentioned that Kiffin has a big playbook and Leach doesn't. But if you watch Kiffin, and I was thinking about this today, their offense is really simple. They just kind of they line up, they run the football really well, and they use play action. There's not a ton of eye candy for the most part. They just find guys open. I mean, it's crazy how wide open guys are when that offense. But the biggest difference is, and I like Will Rogers, and he's a pretty good football player. Matt Corral was a highly rated four-star, uh, almost five-star. Am I here, guys? My, my Bluetooth's disconnected. Right, can you all hear me? He went out for a second. Okay. Uh, I was saying Matt Corral was a highly recruited four-star, almost five-star quarterback. Uh, If he didn't have some of the the off-the-field issues that he has, he probably would have been a first-round draft choice. 
coming out out of out of, out of college. I mean, he, hugely talented guy. Jackson Dart was the National High School Football Player of the Year, five star recruit, five star transfer. Those are he's an NFL quarterback. That's the biggest difference is that the last two seasons, Ole Miss has had an NFL guy under behind center. Mississippi State just doesn't. I, I don't see Will Rogers as a future pro. I, I don't. I don't think he's a, he's an NFL guy. Doesn't have a big enough arm. Isn't mobile. Isn't really a you know his frame isn't that big. I mean, there's no, there's nothing about him that just screams NFL. Now I could be wrong. He puts up good numbers, and he could be a guy who gets drafted later, signs a free agent deal, and is an NFL backup. But not not the level. That's that's the biggest difference. Drew is that Ole Miss has had a legit NFL quarterback the last three seasons, and Mississippi State has not. All right, we'll finish it up with uh, Stephen, my cousin Augustinelli, now the proprietor of the On3 Mississippi State site, <laughs> Six Hacks so, so good to end on a very sexy note, if you might. Absolutely. What's you, up, Gus? You speaking the truth, Ryan Nelson. There Beautiful, man. Um, first thing, I th- y'all probably have already discussed this, but if you'd have told me before that – Going into the fourth quarter, we're, we've given up 13 points defensively. Right. On the up. I mean, it's just – again, it's just – it reminded me of LSU. You know, we got we got tired. We didn't have any time-consuming drives. We couldn't run the football. So, I think that, that led to our defense struggling and, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter. Other thing is, is that this could be the year that we actually beat Alabama because <laughs> if we do beat them – that puts Ole Miss into the driver's seat for one of yeah, the oh, yeah. And you can't enjoy the win. You cannot enjoy the win if that happens. That would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, man, State, I never State, thought about State that. State beats That's Alabama, so and we're all just like, oh, God, Ole Miss is going to Atlanta. We we, we did this to ourselves. <laughs> it's going to happen. Hilarious. I can feel it. Well, you know what? I, I'll, I'll take the chances on it. <laughs> I, I, would, I would take the chances. All right, Bubba. All yeah. right, y'all. Thanks a lot. Robbie and I will have podcast up uh, sometime tomorrow, and uh, we'll be back with you. It should be an interesting week on Sports Talk Mississippi and on Thunder and Lightning uh, this week. Talk to you guys later. Thanks for staying up late with me, and have a great rest of your week. Mississippi Media Production.